Evening, gang. It is the Britpop Show, 6 o'clock on a Monday. Where else are you going to be? Schools are back, and I have not done my homework, so you guys are going to have to help me out tonight. What can you do? Are we all present? Are we all correct? I hope so. No need to call me sir, though, but enjoy Shed 7 to start. There is nothing to do and nowhere to go. tonight shed seven uh i think and i'm gonna go out on a limb that is my favorite shed seven song i know disco down people like and you know there's other songs but uh, you know chasing rainbows is one that everybody loves as well i'm gonna say that one is my favorite and i've said it for a while so i'm not just saying it because i've just played it 
Uh, now, how are you all doing, gang? Is, we're in the Britpop bubble, remember? That bubble is about to burst, but Britpop will always remain, as it has done for the last 25 years. Just no one cares about it, apart from me, you, and everybody listening. Uh, we have messages in from Bok. He's already messaged. So you guys know, you know the drill, you know the score. If you want to say anything to me, send it, message the studio via the app. Make sure you get on it. Now, what are we doing tonight? Last week, we had the message, we had the interview with Mark Morris, didn't we? That was part one of the interview. And next week, we're going to have part two of the inter interview. Last week, it was all about the Blue Tones. And next week, it's going to be all about what he's doing now, as well as the Blue Tones, all his solo stuff, uh, Helicopter of the Holy Ghost, which is this new collaboration he's got with the, with the guy who was in the audience. Do you remember the audience with Sophie Ellis-Bexter? Yeah, collaboration with them. Uh, and the guy from Hard Fi, Rich from Hard Fi. Remember Hard Fi? Post-Britpop, but amazing band anyway. So there's, there's that collaboration he's going to tell us about. And then there's also uh, his stuff that he's doing with Morris, Clark and Helm, the Britpop supergroup. So tune in for that. That will be next week, 15th of March, next Monday. In the meantime, today, it all feels a little bit like people are allowed to think about and plan for the future again. And there's all these gigs that are coming up. They're all popping up, not virtual gigs, but actual gigs. And so I thought I'd tell you about a few of them that have caught my eye. But I thought tonight would be all be about live music and bands that I've seen live. But feel free to join in. Britpop bands that you've seen live, let me know about and we can, we can play some. Now, this next band, I saw them live and I'm so glad I did. It's the Long Pigs. And I swear that they were supported by Embrace, who came out first, and then Travis in Leicester. And it would have been around 96, 97. I swear that happened. But then thinking about it, maybe it was Manson. Can't remember. You know, I think it was Long Pigs, but then my brain was playing tricks with me. Maybe it was Manson. Don't know. But very, very happy to have seen them. And obviously, you know, Crispin Hunt, he's a, he's a big fan of the show. He's obviously going to be listening in. So, Crispin, if you can remember who supported you at, at that gig in Leicester around 96, 97, let me know. Now, there's a big choice for any Long Pigs fans of which song you're going to play. And I thought I would start with their opener. Their opener being Lost Myself from their debut album, The Sun Is Often Out. Enjoy. She sold herself on the one When it don't come I have always found it easier to dream about it Careful of the stitches Insisted there was more of it But I lost myself I cannot speak to live Read about and caress all the persuaders. 
I've definitely seen live. I, I definitely saw them live. Just, I think it was Travis and Embrace that were there. I know. And I remember sitting there, um, well, I was standing there. I went on my own, actually. One of the few concerts I went to on my own, like a barely no mates. Uh, and I was stood there and the um, I remember Embrace came out and thinking, these are quite good for a support act. It's a shame I'm never going to hear them again because that's often what happened, wasn't it? You'd have a support act come out and you'd like them, but you'd never hear them again. They would just fade into uh, insignificance. So they came out and then Travis came out. And I know this is a controversial opinion, but Travis came out and they absolutely rocked it. And I was like, these guys, these guys are even better. And Travis's first album absolutely rocks. I know they changed it and they brought in a second acoustic guitar and it all went a little bit bedwetting, but their first album properly rocks. In fact, I saw Travis support Oasis 
at uh, G Max in Manchester. It's all up north. I don't, I don't know. Um, and they, I remember being one of a very few people. The lead singer Fran Healy said, "Is anyone anyone got our album?" And I was like, "Yeah." yeah, yeah. And there was about twenty other people in, in at this Oasis concert who who said yes. And he was like, "Oh, typical every night." And they've got a song called "All I Want to Do Is Rock." And Noel Gallagher came out to play it with them because he thought it was a really, really good song. That's Travis, anyway. But we're talking about, uh, we were talking about Long Pigs and we've moved on to Oasis in what I would say is a very clever link, I know. I went to Nebworth to see Oasis. Uh, I went with my mate Mark and my girlfriend at the time and we went in this horrendous red fiesta and it took us until... 5 a.m. to get out of the car park and it was and at one point I went to find out what was going on and then came back and got lost and couldn't find the car for about half an hour um, I know Do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with some Oasis on uh, with a song that they played that night and then I'll give you some facts about the Nebworth gig after this here's She's Electric <laughs> She's in a family full of eccentrics 
Soup by Oasis. I think that's the best one off that album. You're all going to go, eh, Champagne Supernova, Champagne Supernova. No, it's that definitely the best one. Certainly better than with that rubbish that they came up with, Roll With It. What was that? And some might say, come on, people. Uh, that one's better. Right, some facts about the Nebworth gig. Two and a half million people applied for tickets. That's more than 4% of the population. And uh, Oasis could have sold out another 18 Nebworth shows. It's thought that there were 7,000 people on the guest list. Uh, obviously, that's impossible to verify. But according to Roy Wilkinson, writing for The Quietus, the backstage bounty at Oasis' 96 shows at Nebworth was astonishing. An immense marquee was lined with bars, all fully stocked with any drink you could imagine. A barbecue sizzled all the time to anyone with a pass. It was all free all day. There were also free ice creams and lollies. Mm, not sure that that's going to attract too many people, the ice creams and the lollies. I bet there were more than that. Uh, it took 3,000 crew members to stage the concert. The concert had its own radio station, Radio Supernova, broadcast within a 20-mile radius of the site. Uh, and it was wall-to-wall -wall Oasis anthems, plus, plus songs from the various support bands. Were you there? Can you remember who the support acts were? I'm pretty sure there was uh, the Prodigy were there. Pretty sure the Charlatans were there. In fact, this is one of these. Uh, one of the next facts is about the Charlatans. Uh, here it is: the Charlatans supported Oasis just three weeks after the death of their keyboard player Rob Collins. John Squire had the flu when he guested on Champagne Supernova, and the VIPs were given their own Oasis-branded binoculars. Anyone got a set? Let me know. In the meantime, I went to see. Actually, we heard a message in from Anon. I do love. Uh, I do love uh, messages in from Anon. He says, roll with it is the best. And he says, please stop telling us about Nebworth. Nebworth was the gig of the Britpop era so, era, so I will keep telling you about it. Right, I went to see Pulp well after their, uh, their heyday. And I also saw them at Guildfest as well. I saw them in London, can't remember where, Brixton Academy, I think, and, uh, and at Guildfest. And I can't even remember them playing this next song, but I love it. It's the, it's the, I think it's the best song off, best album, in fact. So here it is, Something Changed. Your number one hit station in town. Why did you touch my hand and sigh? 
simply say Stop asking questions that don't matter anyway Just give us a kiss to celebrate here today Something changed Send in your messages about bands that you have seen live. What your favourite bands? Uh, real, real highlights for you. Had a from Alan. Not quite the Britpop era, but he said the Who played at, Neb- at Nebworth. So I'll expect some Who, please. Well, yeah, fair enough, but not, not right now. Not for this show, anyway. I'm sure Cotswolds Radio at some point will play some Who. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, right. So that was Pulp, who I saw with my mate Tom. I've got lots of mates called Tom, uh, and the, he is Tom the drummer. Uh, not Tom the Runner or Tom the Cyclist. So I hope that's cleared that up for everybody. Right, we talked about Nebworth. Nebworth had something like 125,000 people there. And my next gig, it's probably, I mean, it's definitely a top five gig, was a gig I went to in a tiny little basement in Manchester on Easter Sunday in 1997. And it was tiny there were probably 30 people there and this band they were my band of the moment this is space hog
didn't expect that reaction from you lot. Uh, had lots of reaction to Space Hog. I wasn't expecting that. I thought I would be getting people saying, oh, that's not Britpop, that's not Britpop. But I I don't care, I think it is. Space Hog were my band of 97, 98. I got into them a little bit late. I got into them just as they were releasing their second album and it was great. I went to see them uh, in Manchester in a tiny little venue and it was so small. I've told you this story before. My brother stole the cover off the microphone and the bouncer threatened to beat him up. And uh, I got a couple of plectrums from the, from the lead guitarist because he was like literally there talking to me during the gig because there was no real barrier. They weren't even on a stage. They were just behind some speakers. So we've had Matt saying, love this tune, great track. I've got this single. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was one of those. It was a, like a monster hit. And I don't want to say Space Hog were a one-hit wonder because they, uh, they've, they've got so much depth and I absolutely love Space Hog. But that song was so massive that sometimes they do get written off as such. And Scott as well. Scott has put Space Hog in, in capitals and lots of exclamation marks. Uh, obviously, I think it's as a result of the fact that he loves them. Anon is on form tonight. He's talking about a band he saw in London called Goliath. Big band, love them. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so Space Hog, I remember coming, catching the train back and there were loads of people who have been to a Spice Girls gig and I just thought, it's just worlds apart, worlds apart. And that was, that was probably a top five gig for me. I absolutely loved it. Maybe we'll get Royston Langdon, the lead singer, on at some point just to, you know, just to talk to us about, about the first two albums. The rest of them, yeah, you know, but the first two, absolutely brilliant. Right, I went to see Blur in around 2012, and I'm going to tell you about it after this. And feel free, guys, feel free to let me know about your bands and the ones that your favourite uh, concerts and the bands you've been to see and the bands you would like to see again. In the meantime, here's a bit of publicity for this very show and then Blur. You're listening to The Brit Pop Show on Cosmos Radio. Songs that smack you in the mouth. Thank you. 
Went to that gig with a couple of mates. Went with uh, Lawrence, or Loz, as we call him, and Tom the drummer again. Yeah, Tom the drummer came to a few gigs with me. Uh, and he, um, we got right up the front. We, we, did this, we did this sneaky thing. We started at two-thirds of the way back. It was, in, it was in Wolverhampton, and it was just... It was like a warm-up for the 2012 Olympics, and we managed to get tickets. And it was like being back in the 90s. And we started two-thirds of the way back. We let everyone get tired for two songs, and then we pushed right to the front. And we got three rows from the front. And at one point, Damon came into the audience. And what he did was he, he, he came into the audience. Sorry, not into the audience. He came over to the front fence and leaned into the audience. I had to hold him up. Now, he was, his groin was so close to my face that I could have done to him what numerous groupies have no doubt done before. But I didn't. I'm not, you know, not that way inclined. But if I had been, I could have. And he handed the microphone to my mate Loz behind on song two and got him to sing along to that. Well, it was just brilliant. It was just like being back back in the day. People were crowd surfing, which is great when you're my height because I don't get, you know, nobody hits you on the head when you're five foot eight. Uh, it's all the six foot losers that get hit on the head. And it's funny when girls come past and people just pull their shoes off. Oh, back in the day. Any, am I, is this making sense to anybody hopefully hopefully now the advantage of going to see a band live is the support act might be good and i went to see the blue tones and this band was supporting them and i really like them so they're very they are very Britpop. so i think it's time you guys got to know them as well if you don't know them then this is geneva they are known for the vocals of their lead singer but pretty good lyrically as well here they are Never promised anything No one ever promised you Yeah. 
that one come on be honest i bet you didn't did you like it pretty sure you did i their first album in fact i i don't even know if they released the second album but their first album was brilliant if you like that one they're worth checking out that's geneva no one speaks that one was called i like it when i send out songs into the into the Britpop bubble and people come back to me and say do you know what i love that song i've stuck it on my spotify list it feels like i'm accomplishing something here quite what i don't really know but you know i like to do it now geneva was supporting the blue tones and if you missed it last week we had uh, an interview with mark morris and you can get it because it's now available as a podcast if you just google search rss the Britpop show there's a load of shows will come up I released it on Sunday afternoon and within two hours it had 100 downloads. I'll take that. Thank you very much. So if it's, it's worth listening. If you missed it, where were you? If you liked last week, then you, know, you can always listen to it again. Tell your friends, though. Tell as many people as you can because uh, Mark Morris, I know, Mark Morris, lead singer of the Blue Tones. Anyway, Geneva, I saw them supporting the Blue Tones in Leicester and it's time we had some Blue Tones, isn't it? Online and on your smart speaker. Playing all the best songs.
one bites the worm by the blue tones what an opening riff come on people you must appreciate that opening riff even if you don't like the blue tones but if you don't like the blue tones why are you listening frankly solomon bites the worm if you do like the blue tones last week we had mark morris with an interview and that is available now on a podcast just google search rss the Britpop show and if you like that, then next week we've got another, the second part of that interview with Mark Morris. And uh, he did a, an, online sh- an online gig with their lead guitarist, Adam. Uh, and he did it. He went all the way to Milton Keynes and did it. It was all professionally put on uh, and, you know, paid a tenner, got to see it. Uh, very exciting that we could actually see that. It was, um, you know, it was nice to be able to do that online. But can't wait for gigs to come back. And this is the whole point of tonight's show, talking about gigs. Now, I do appreciate you guys tuning in tonight because I, I understand that there is another big thing coming going on on TV tonight, which is the Harry and Meghan interview. I know. I didn't really want to mention it, but I thought I ought to, you know, it's been all over Twitter today. And they apparently Meghan is saying that the royals were really worried that um, the son Archie might have dark skin. I would have thought they'd be far more worried that he had ginger hair. Here comes another banger.
My knighthood nailed on, I would imagine. Uh, we've had messages in from loads of people, including Jonty, that I'll read in a minute. But what I'm going to play now is a, a, a band uh, who I went to see in Manchester. And I only really went, I'm not a massive fan of the Stone Roses. I only really went because I thought it would be great for a, a lads weekend. I went with uh, my mate Glenn and my mate Matt. And Ian Brown's voice is terrible.
Roses made of stone. Saw them in Manchester. We must have. I don't think you could have got further away from the stage. We were. I, I genuinely got a bit of vertigo climbing up the stairs to my seat. But at least I could stand up because there was literally no one behind me. Uh, thank you, Glenn, for sorting those tickets out. Um, I no doubt you are listening. Now, John T is getting um, involved. He says, talking of gigs, I'm supposed to be off to Bell and Sebastian, then James and the Happy Mondays soon, which are, who are kind of Britpop, Britpop bands. Yeah, kind of. And John T, of course, his show is coming up uh, after this one. John T, John T's show is great. You should listen to it. He starts this week with a bit of uh, New Order and then a bit of Happy Mondays. So why not hang around for him? Right, everybody on this show loves suede i found out and uh i'm gonna play some right now now suede where did i see them i think i saw them headline at one of the v festivals v99 something like that the reason i'm being cagey is because one of one of you um statos is probably going to go oh well actually they didn't headline maybe maybe they did but i'm absolutely certain i've seen them so let's play something off their first album Sorry, not their first album, their best album. This is obviously not their first album. This is coming up, uh, 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 the album is coming up, and this is beautiful one.
Any new listeners out there, we're here every week, six to seven, playing all the Britpop classics. Uh, got any requests, let me know, usually via Twitter. We are at the Britpop Show, so that's where you can get in touch with us. So I appreciate you guys listening. I know you've got things to do. I've got to go and watch West Ham United thrash Leeds United and try and avoid that Meghan Markle interview. And you may have noticed I've managed to get through this without mentioning International Women's Day. I do appreciate all the ladies who listen. Oh, I've got to say, uh, totally unrelated, hello to Gary B for for, um, sending in a message. Uh, What ho, still no ELO. yeah, I know it rhymes. But uh, anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening, including Gary B and Alan, who keep asking for non-Britpop songs. My only real question for the rest of you is, is it still International Women's Day? Because I am starving. I'll see you on the flip side. Do you remember the time when you were gone from Mars? I don't know if you knew that. Oh, it's step the playing cards and you were intimate cigars. And she never told me her name. I still love you to go from Sitting in a dreamy days by the water's edge On a cool summer night Fireflies and stars in the sky